Welcome to Fierce and Fabulous in Midlife, a podcast for women who are so ready to say yes to themselves, to redefine midlife, to liberate themselves from social conditioning, and to reclaim their motherfucking power. I'm your host, Star Monroe, expert therapist, coach, mentor to midlife women worldwide. And I've been working with women for over 30 years now, so I kind of know what's going on in your head. I am the founder of the Fabulous Collective, the secret society for midlife women on the rise and doors reopen this August. Check it out and hop onto the VIP waitlist at fiercemidlife.com. You are in amazing hands as I am obsessed with helping women step into and own the fuck out of their power. If you are a midlife woman who knows she is meant for so much more, then you've landed in the right place. Join me each week for powerful wisdom, empowering real talk and secrets from my life-altering methodology, the Star Monroe Method. Here you have all the permission you'll ever need to live your most fierce and fabulous midlife. You ready? Let's do this. Welcome to episode four, and it's part two of Disrupting Midlife as You Know It. Today, I'm going to be talking about menopause and my thoughts on menopause. And then we're going to dive in to three of the big industries that really don't have your back. And that's the fitness industry, uh, dieting industry, and fashion industry. So, As a refresher, if we are to believe the societal narrative around midlife and getting older, it's game over for us. It's uh, the end of the line. We're no longer worthy because we've lost youth. We've lost our smooth skin. Uh, We've lost our sexiness. And remember, this is from a patriarchal society viewpoint. Um, And I'm here to call bullshit on all of that. And I really invite you to call bullshit on that too, because midlife is, it's a time for us to dig our heels in and reclaim what is rightfully ours. And you will hear me talk a lot about reclaiming our power because we are so powerful. We've just been brainwashed into believing that we don't have any power and it's time. It's time to reclaim that. So let's dive into menopause. Now, menopause, perimenopause and menopause, uh, it's something, again, that I believe that a lot of women, well, we don't talk about it, do we? I mean, I speak to my mum about menopause and I'm like, mum, tell me about the menopause. Tell me what happened to you. And she will, she will just look at me and go, well, I can't remember. I don't know. And I just put I just face palm. I'm like, oh, for God's sake. And, you know, I was even talking to uh, my husband the other day. Now, my husband is 25 years older than me. And I was telling him about some of the symptoms um, I was experiencing. And he was like, well, what is this? And again, another face palm. So it's, it, we are surrounded with people, um, a society that hasn't honored this natural passage, this natural rite of passage for women. So I am loving what I'm seeing all around, uh, programs talking about it, uh, people on Instagram setting up memberships and setting up talks and forums. So the more we can talk about it, the more that 
we know that we're not on our own, that we're not going crazy. Um, and there's, there's a double kind of, there's, there's a way that I look at menopause and I really believe for us to transition through this time is we've got to stop denying that we're getting older. We've got to really embrace that. Yeah, we're getting older. Um, and there is a passage of time. I remember working with one of my mentors years ago and she said to me, every day, we're a day closer to dying. And that might sound really morbid, but to me, it doesn't. It's reality. And we are every day. We're a day closer to dying. And she was one of, uh, one of my many mentors and she, uh, taught Pilates. And I learned Pilates from her. She's one of the best mentors I ever had. And she said, look, because we're dying, we're closer to dying every single day, then we have to work harder at how we take care of our bodies. So if we just take that piece of wisdom then and really run with it, then I truly believe, and this is how I live my life, and this is how I coach and teach everyone in my world, it's like you have to stop denying you're getting older. It's time to realize that your body is disintegrating and you have got to take fucking good care of it. And I know that we've got until around 75 years old to really pack in like strength, vitality, um, and energy. And kind of when we get to 75, it's our body stops producing kind of muscle. So we're literally living off our bank from 75 onwards. So coming back to menopause and, and all these changes, I think about our body, the inside of our body, it's like a jigsaw. And at perimenopause, someone has literally come along and thrown our jigsaw of how we're made up inside, has thrown it up in the air. And it's literally for, for a long time, and I know that some people take longer than others to move through perimenopause and into menopause, the pieces are scattered and they're still falling. And our bodies are rejigging themselves. The hormones are all changing. And as the body is changing through menopause, we can't carry on doing what we were doing. We can't carry on ignoring the fact that we're tired or taking on too much or always being a people pleaser and not looking after ourselves. And again, no shade at anyone because I've gone through periods of my life where I haven't really looked after myself. And it's kind of like I have to get to a point where I've, I give myself a, a stern talking to uh, in a very kind way. I'm like, okay, look, this isn't working. And I know like last year in 2020, when COVID hit, I spent a lot of time sitting, a lot of time sitting at my desk, running my business. And as I came into this year, my body was aching. It didn't move as well. Um, my hip hurt, my shoulder hurt. I got carpal tunnel syndrome. And kind of around spring this year, I was just like, you need to sort your shit out. Like, you know how to look after your body and you're not doing it. Uh, so it, it, and it always, for me, it takes me a while once I've realized, and then I start kind of planning. I always, I am extracting myself from that quick fix mentality because I'm always looking at, right, it's a lifestyle. I need to cultivate a lifestyle to take care of myself. So bringing, up, bringing you back to my thoughts on perimenopause, look, our energies are not the same as when we were 20. We don't have as much energy. And you can only see if you, if you like a drink, and I do like a drink every now and then, especially day drinking, um, is 
I don't recover really easily from a hangover, from drinking anymore. Like the hangover just floors me. My brain goes skew with. So my energy is lower and I have to really manage that throughout the week. Um, and also, also, if you have been a woman who has been hustling through life, looking after everybody else, I'm sure you've experienced some kind of shit show in your world. And that's not meant to be rude, but like some kind of stuff has gone on. Then we probably have been running off a little bit too much of our stress hormone, cortisol. And the thing is, this all catches up with us. This all catches up with us in midlife. And our bodies don't respond really well to stress anymore. And it's something that I had to look at after my third breakdown in my early 40s that I had to really look at. And I was like, you can't carry on like this anymore. You are wearing yourself down to the ground. I felt frazzled. I was always tired. So over the last 10 years, I've been really cultivating a slower pace of life. And even more recently, I've noticed in the last couple of months, like my body's changed again and I get really bloated and I've I put on more kind of belly fat. Um, and But instead of going, oh my God, and crying into my cornflakes, I'm like, okay, this is my body right now. She's going through a lot of changes and I'm going to take good care of her. I'm going to move her every day uh, because those aches and pains were tremendous. And I'm going to get myself out of my head and into my body uh, because I know that when I'm in my body, I can access more of her wisdom. So it's really at this time, it's, it's an opportunity to look at how you've been living and one of the things I say to the women that I work with, my clients, is take an inventory and look at what's working for you. What's bringing you joy? What's bringing you pleasure? What's making you happy? Write that down and do more of it. And then on another piece of paper, write down what's draining your energy. What's making you feel lost, uh, despondent, you know, who's, who's like sucking the life out of you? Do way less of that. And when you start to do that, you start to reclaim you, you start to reclaim your energy. So to wrap this up around perimenopause, menopause is like, I think about our bodies inside, it's like a jigsaw, everything's upside down, all over the place. It's rejigging itself. So as the body is rejigging itself, and, it, and she will, our bodies will rejig themselves and get back into place. We've got to take extra special care of ourselves. Um, so it really is, it's like an opportunity to look at how we're going through life. Are we being a people pleaser? How, how are our boundaries? What are we doing? How are we talking to ourselves inside our heads? Um, you know, are we beating ourselves up or are we pulling us, are we, we pulling ourselves up, you know, like up leveling and making ourselves feel better? So let's look at anti aging, the anti aging industry. Um, and it's an industry worth. I don't even know if these figures are correct, but they, they'd be higher than this, I think, now. $50.2 billion, the anti-aging. I think that was in 2020 that was worth. Um, so it's an industry that is booming, but it's something that's happening naturally. Um, and I, my sister 
I love my sister dearly and she does Botox and fillers and I do get my Botox done by my sister and I'm pro-choice. You do what you want to do. And actually I was, she started talking to me about some other treatments and, oh, we can do this. And then I started talking to somebody else about, oh, I could have laser. And I just kind of felt like I was going down a rabbit hole because then all I did, and I remember doing this in my thirties when I used to look at my body, I just kind of started to look at what was wrong with my body. And I just kind of like, I started totting up what I was going about to spend. I was like, no. And also this, I was falling down this rabbit hole of all these things that were wrong with my body. And so I just stopped. I shook it all out. And I was like, actually, who's saying these things are wrong with my body? And I was like, look, I'm just going to have a bit of Botox. And sometimes I take a break from Botox and sometimes I do, but I'm like anything else, I'm, I'm going to leave. I'm just going to walk away from it and just focus on having more fun. And that's, and that's kind of where I got to with that because I do believe like we can fall down that rabbit hole like, oh, this is wrong and this, my skin here isn't firm and oh, I, I need to get rid of this. And it's like, oh, for fuck's sake, it gets too much. And then I always say, you know, you've got two choices in life. You can go down to your your spiral of despair, or you can get yourself up into an upward spiral. And I choose to be in an upward spiral. And also the work is continuous on extracting ourselves from this uh, value that the society has brainwashed us into believing that our value is on our youth and our smooth skin. And it's not, it's so not, yet it takes time to question it. And like me, like I, I live and breathe this work. And yet I found, my, I found myself falling down the rabbit hole the other day. So it was just like, oh, I had to quickly check. And I was like, no, we're good. We're good. I'm going to take good care of myself. I'm going to actually drink more water, stay off the Prosecco for a little bit and go to the gym a bit more. So I was like, that's what I'm going to do. Um, you've heard me talk about um, the patriarchy. You've heard me talk about taking back our sexuality. And I'll talk more about that in the next episode on, uh, you know, reclaiming our power and we're more powerful than we think. Um, but I, I would be remiss if I did not bring your attention to the male gaze. Um, and the male, the male gaze is how we view the world. We view the world through the male gaze. Uh, women's bodies are objectified. And if you ever, I mean, it's a long time since I've been to the cinema. Thank you, COVID. But um, if you ever watch a movie or you're in the cinema, you will always see uh, women's bodies being viewed from the male gaze. You will see the camera panning up the woman's body, whereas you will see it different from a man. Start looking, start looking in magazines. I did a big research project a couple of years ago on the patriarchy and the male gaze. And you will start to see in magazines like things are changing. Things are changing, but uh, we're still surrounded with a lot of uh, women being objectified. But notice how women are standing and sitting and holding themselves in magazines. And notice how men are. Men are more dominant. Women are more subversive. subversive. Also, go and Google schoolgirl and Google schoolboy, school and you will see exactly what I'm talking about. Schoolgirl, she's been sexualized. Schoolboy, no, he gets away with that. So this is the male gaze. This is the patriarchy at work. This is, um, you know, the patriarchy has co-opted our sexuality, our bodies, our small girls. It's, you know, it's, it is... I was going to say annoying, but it's sad. It's sad that this has happened. And I can see things are changing, 
but also I'm a realist and I think it's going to take a long time for it to reverse. Also, women's nipples versus men's nipples. I mean, I was in my town today, a local town, and I saw a couple of guys with their shirts off. I mean, if a woman took her shirt off in town, she would be she would be taken away by the police. You know, so we're not allowed to bare our nipples or our breasts. Our body is not our own. It's not. We And we believe that. Um, it's sexualized. It's objectified. It's commented on. I, I mean, I've had throughout my life, it's one good thing about getting older, uh, people don't comment. And actually, I was a little bit sad about that as I got into my early uh, 40s. I was like, no one's saying anything to me anymore, but I quite like it because I can just move around stealth-like in my world. But, you know, we're touched, we're, look at, we're looked at, we're oogled at. Oggled? Oggled at? Is that the right word? And the thing is, this happens so much to everybody, to all women, that we believe that this is the norm and it's not. Um, so start to notice the male gaze because it is literally everywhere. Um, and then once you start seeing it, <laughs> you can't unsee it. You're welcome. Um, so let's move on to the fitness industries. And then the fitness industry was an industry I was involved in for nearly 30 years. Um, I ran all my businesses in there. And I kind of got to a point, again, early 40s, where I was just like, I can't do this anymore. It's crazy. It's worth Again, these figures are probably a little bit out of date, but just to give you a, an idea, 111 billion, I sound like that guy from uh, Austin Powers, a billion, 111 billion dollars it's worth and growing. The fitness industry for me um, was, and I kind of got really uncomfortable with it because it was, it kind of got all about transformation, very fat phobic very fat phobic. Um, and lots of pictures of, oh, this was me when I was fat, looking very unhappy. And this is me. Now I look super lean and toned and very happy. And it, and I also got mixed up in that. Um, I did my bodybuilding and that really fucked my head over. And I'll talk about that more in another episode. Um, but for me, the, the fitness industry got more about how you look and less about how you feel and where I was transitioning out of. And also I was doing a lot of work around my body image and my body confidence and kind of how I saw my body. And it's some, and I knew I had to get out because it was so unhealthy and it was triggering me all the time. Now, actually, now I've done kind of a lot of work around my body image and I, you know, and I continue to do a lot of work around my body image and kind of, make myself feel at home within my body rather than running away from her. I'm able to kind of look at or look in at the fitness industry and to see, see, see it for what it is. And it's a big money making industry. And actually the fitness industry kind of overtook the diet industry, even though the diet industry is booming. I haven't got the figures for the diet industry, but trust, trust me, it's, it's a worth a lot of billions, a lot of billions. Um, and the fitness industry and the diet industry, they've kind of merged because they can see where the money is. You know, it's a money-making industry. And these are the things that I really want you to kind of start looking at and extracting yourself from. Because if you keep going down this route, you're never going to be happy. You're always going to be seeking perfection. And these are the things that we've grown up with. They've been around us, especially the dieting industry. I mean, my mom was, my mom was an avid dieter. And so I think I started dieting when I was about, I don't know, 17, 18. Um, and it's, it, they don't work. They don't work. It's it's a, it's a quick fix, and our bodies 
can't handle these quick fixes anymore. Our bodies need love, care, and attention, and they need a lifestyle to support that. Um, but both industries, are, 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 as I said, are very fat phobic, and it's again, it's this languaging around: if you have this body, you're good, and if you eat this food, you're good, and if you if you eat that food, it's bad. So it's something to start to extract yourself from. You know, food is just food and, until we start labeling it. Food is just food until we start labeling it. Um, and so st- eyes open, start to notice it and start to see kind of what um, beliefs you've pulled in and what kind of stories you tell yourself around your body and around fitness. And, you know, you, there's so much more available for you. <laughs> there really is. Um, and then beasting your body and dieting your life away. Um, and then finally, let's talk about the fashion industry. Like this one, you, you ready? You're sitting down? Three trillion. I spat that at the mic as well. Three trillion. It's huge industry. Um, really fucked up as well. Um, did some interviews with prominent fashion designers around why wouldn't they design for women with larger, curvier figures? And they were came back and they were really snobby and they were like, well, who wants to see bigger women in our clothes? We certainly don't. So it's really fat phobic. Um, and also, if you start looking at all the clothes for women, clothes are made to make women look smaller uh, and squish us in. And it's very much based on the sizing. And so women get really wrapped up in the fucking sizing. Oh, I'm not a size this and I'm not size that, even though all the sizes are different from different shops. And our clothes are not practical. Uh, and there's no diversity. And again, I, I get it around, I really... I'm a believer, like you dress how you want to dress. And if you compare men and women's clothes, men's clothes are way more practical. I mean, look, men's clothes have pockets. I mean, when you get an item of clothing that's got pockets, don't you go crazy? You're like, oh my God, it's got pockets. Women need more pockets, don't we? We need more pockets in absolutely everything. So men's clothes are not designed to squish their bodies into something smaller. Men's clothes are designed to be practical, rugged, um, easy to put on, easy to wear. Whereas our clothes, they're not. As a whole, they're, they're, they're there to squish us. And again, it's this narrative. If you've ever read Naomi Wolf, The Beauty Myth, an amazing book. Um, clothes are made to make us smaller, keep us in our place. Skirts, you know, so we can't walk properly. Um, so it's really interesting. And again, this whole thing about clothing for larger women and larger women make up a big chunk of the buying public now. And yet so many people still don't cater for women with larger sizing. So that's, this is what I meant by not there's zero diversity there as well. So a reminder that our culture and this is why I was explaining all of this. Our culture wants you to keep your focus on your body. It wants to keep your energy on transforming your body, on keeping it small and believing that there's something wrong with it. Um, and the thing is, it's time to extract ourselves from this. It, our culture will keep peddling things like this at you all the time because it wants you to feel bad about who you are, especially at midlife. Like, oh my God, you're aging. <laughs> fuck, poor thing. You know, it's like our culture will brainwash you over and over again into the something wrong with your body. And I'm here to tell you there is nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with your body. I mean, I highly believe that we all need to take care of our bodies. That's 100% given. And 
it's not coming from a place that there's something wrong with us. It's actually, whoa, I'm really powerful and I'm going to extract myself from this societal bullshit and start to reclaim my power. I really hope that you have enjoyed this episode and I will be back with another episode. I'm going to be diving into you are way more powerful than you think. Thank you so much for listening. I am honored you are here with me. If you've enjoyed this episode, subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And I would love for you to write me a review on Apple Podcasts or share it with someone else who you know would love it too. Stay connected and sign up to my VIP list at fiercemidlife.com. And if you're ready to up-level your midlife, then check out my high-level private mentoring program. You'll find all those deets at fiercemidlife.com too. Until next time, keep channeling your most fierce and fabulous self.